Hey, yeah, this is Vince Bugs and Mike G. We're down here at the Rack Studio, down here kicking it today. We got Jenny on. We're going to talk about fitness. You know what? But I got to give a couple shout outs. First shout out, Sue Works 24 Hour Fitness. Guys, I love what you guys posted on us on Instagram. Hey, we're going to post your stuff on Instagram too. And also to the Metro Diner, who's always hooking us up when we got things down in Tampa to do. They're always looking out for us. With that being said, Jenny, what's going on? Hello, hello. How is everybody today? Hey, Mike, how are you doing today, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. I watched some baseball yesterday. Puerto Rico lost against Mexico. That was that was a, a little little blow. But it's all right. I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, hold on. You, you were in for the Dominican Republic. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but they lost already, so I had to go to the other guys. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Hey, guys, we got Jenny on today, and we're going to talk about health, fitness, nutrition, and we're just going to hit some key points because – Today, the student athletes and the athletes around the world and just the normal people are dealing with, after post-COVID, are dealing with a lot of things, just getting their lives back together. So, Jenny, welcome to the show. And if you could kind of give us a little bit of where you're at where, and then, and then where, you, where you're at and what you're doing today. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Nice chatting with you guys. Um, right now, I am on my walking pad, which is something that I promote big time. Walking is one of the... Um, biggest things that people don't give enough credit to. So I'm getting some steps in right now because I've got a busy day. But um, I um, right now in my life, I am focusing on nutrition, lifestyle, uh, sustainable health and fitness as we get older because our bodies are, um, we've got one body and you want to treat it right the whole time. And you can always live healthy, confident in your own skin if you're just treating it correctly. And I love doing that sort of thing. I'm no longer competing I am still an IFBB pro, but um, competed all over the world there for about 10 years in um, the Olympia 10 times, the Arnold 10 times, all over the, you know, literally all over the world, Australia, Brazil, um, you name India, everywhere. But um, enjoyed that. And now I'm just using that to couple it with my nutrition and help others. All right. So where are you originally from? I um, was born and raised in Florida, Fort Myers, Florida. I am currently living outside of the area of Tampa, um, Tampa area in Riverview. And, um, but I lived in Orlando, but always a Florida girl. I, I like my sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so just before that off topic a little bit. So did you have any family down in the Fort Myers area after Eric came in? I did. Um, my grandmother lost her entire home before, and then she ended up passing away, um, sadly, about a month later. Um, I think due, hear that. due to the sadness of losing her entire home right there on the beach, which was um, her and my grandfather's home, but um, all of my family that is still there, except for one, um, was displaced. They lost their homes. They lost everything. Wow. Now, I, I was in Pensacola during Hurricane Ivan and lost my entire home life, everything with my two daughters and stuff. Um, so I totally could empathize with it and I get how it feels, but it's like my entire childhood is missing now. You go the, You go there and none of the buildings that I went to as a child or even even exist anymore. It's very surreal. You know, it brings back, you know, you know, I've been in combat twice, but you, when you think about the things that you've seen with the natural disasters, it really puts things in perspective for you. Kind of like when getting into fitness, it puts things in perspective. But if you've had that point where you were in shape, you went up and ballooned up and wait for some people, and then they come back down trying to get their lives back together. So a question I got is, what made you get into the fitness arena? Because, I mean, when you were born, you didn't wake up being in the fitness. And I, and, and I think you posted something on a show that you talked about you being a diabetic. So 
that, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, surround this thing with me and kind of lay it out, you know, why you got into fitness and, you know, what was your driving force? Um, I was, um, I'm diabetic, type one diabetic, um, started as a young child and, um, just, you know, never really knew nutrition wasn't really big. It's like, here, take these shots, do this, do that, you know, do those sort of things. As I grew up, um, did my first college degree in architecture, actually, um, building buildings instead of bodies. But, uh, and then I was diagnosed with uh, pre-uterine cancer at 25, which really got me thinking more about what you put into your body is what you're going to get out of it. And while you can't prevent a lot of things, you can slow those things down and take care of your body so much more. And so that got me into going to nutrition classes, then getting my nutrition certification and then getting my nutrition degrees. Um, I now do all of my CEUs in um, nutrition, vitamin therapy, um, the mature adult, all of those sort of things. But I just wanted to see that you can eat all the, the flavors that you see all over the world because we're just inundated with food all the time that that's what you should celebrate every holiday on and every event has to be food related, but just show people how you can do that. But it's what you put in your body is what you're going to get out of it. And people will look at me all the time and say, well, you don't look like a type one diabetic. And I'm like, well, I've got my little meter on my arm here, but um, just because I got muscles and I'm lean doesn't mean I'm not a diabetic. It's because I take care of myself and I put into my body 95% of the time things that it should have <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah you know i grew up in europe and the one thing i like about europe is that when i go home to visit my friends and everyone is that there's very rarely the food i can eat not ever feel like i'm bloated and then when i come to america and i go out to eat i have to eat smaller portions so it's like you know i, I struggle all the time with that so you know what's your daily routine for you because i mean you have to get up at the crack of dawn and move 100 miles an hour to the evening. So what's a typical day for you? Um, well, I actually take my time sort of getting up in the morning. Just I don't get online, no screens, no anything for the first hour. It's all my time. I don't believe in just like flooding your head with all of that. You know, there's a lot of negativity out there. This thing set my intention for the day, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to perceive the day. You know, today's going to be a great day. I always make my bed, you know, start off with accomplishing a couple things. And um, get some cardio in, get some outdoor sunlight in. Not really cardio, it's walking like I'm doing now. Um, but, uh, you know, just get outdoors, get that natural sunlight, get your day going, and then start and you're ready to go fresh. You've got your day ready in your head and you can go right through it. But I, that's how I start my day out. Usually midday, um, depending, I have some doctor's appointments and things that I go to here and there. I do have a blood disorder that mimics leukemia right now, so... I have some doctor's appointments that I have to venture to during the week, but um, otherwise midday, I will break, take a break. It's like a hard stop every day. And I go and I go to the gym at least four days a week, lift hard and heavy, stay off my phone for that 45 minutes or so, and then back to work. That way I've done my time, put my mask on first, like on the airplane, you know, take care of yourself because then you can take care of others. And I feel like me doing that and taking that midday break gives me time to focus on the rest of the work that I have to do. Hey, Mike, you got anything, bro? Well, you're a busy person. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking, I was like, but, but what makes you go? Like, I know we're all human. Sometimes we get motivated. But what makes you say, you know what? I got to do this. 
I mean, you can't just jump up and say like, oh, I'm ready every day. We got our ups and downs. So what makes you go, go, go? Like Every day is not going to be the day that you're like, heck yeah, yeah. it's Saturday. <laughs> I love the things to do. You know, it's not good. Every day is not going to be, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows. But if you, you, there's two ways to look at every single day. You could wake up on Monday morning and you could be like, oh, it's Monday. Or you could wake up on Monday morning and you can say, oh, it's Monday. Like you are on that wake up list today for a reason. And you need to go and do something for someone. And maybe that day may not look like every other day. But as long as you give your 100% that you have available to things that day, it may not be as wham, bam, 100% as it will be tomorrow, but at least you're giving your all. You know, I work for another company, Blackstone Labs. I do a lot of work for them. And so I just have to line up my day in order to put it all together. And yeah, there are days when I'm just like, oh, I just want to lay on the couch and watch a movie. I just want to binge watch something on Netflix. But is that going to better myself? Is it going to better my next day? Is it going to better my life? Not really. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Netflix and Amazon Prime, man. <laughs> there are times when I do that, you know, um, at night I have a hard stop. It's like, all right, stop doing this. No screens, no this. Just relax. Take some time for myself. Um, or low light and watch a little movie or TV, you know, some TV or something. And every Sunday is what I call my self-care Sunday. It's my time to prepare food if I need to for myself. For the week, um, if I haven't had time other times, it's my time to, you know, get a facial, relax, lay out in the sun, spend more time with both my daughters. They live kind of in the area and um, just do something for myself, replenish my soul so that I can go for the following. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So you were just talking about life balance, man. Fit life balance. All right. So you have clients. And in America right now, the percentage, and Mike can throw some stats up here and there, but the percentage of Americans are out of shape. And they're, they're out of shape due to the fact that uh, they're not getting out walking. You know, we were more physical. Because one day my daughter was looking at my yearbook and she goes, Dad, everybody was thin back in the day. I was like, yeah, because we were out back in the day, you know, bowling, roller skating. I mean, it was always a physical activity of burning it energy. always this. <laughs> That's right. And Sega came later. So I was too old for Sega when it came out. So so how do you tell your clients and how do you work with your clients when you talk about life, you know, the fit life balance? Because you got to have it, but you also got to figure out how they get that fitness in there. So how do you kind of balance that discussion before you get into breaking down to them what they're going to do to, you know, lose weight, become more healthier? So, you know, kind of give us your synopsis on how you lay that out. Every single client is 100% individual. They're completely different. So I don't take on as many as a lot of you, see, you know, people will take on because I want it to be everyone's lifestyle is different. I have a new client who is a dentist that has three children that has, you know, she runs her own practice. She's doing all these sort of things. So I need to lay out, say, okay, well, sleep is just as important as working out and fitness. You don't need to be in the gym for hours, six and seven days a week in order to be fit because you're going to have, you know, there's four legs to that table, nutrition, sleep, stress, and then working out. Obviously working out is very important, but if you don't have those other three legs standing, the table's going to fall over. And so I teach them how to include that. I'm like, okay, well, life happened this week. Your kids had more events, but those are the memories that are, you're going to make with those, your children. 
your body's not going to fall apart because you missed two of your workouts this week. If our bodies fell apart because we missed a workout or something in one week, nobody would do this. You know, people eat, eat right. They are fit. They do all these things all the time. They don't ever talk about it, take a photo of their food. They don't do anything. It's just what they do. And I try to teach them small little habits and moving forward in life. And it's just consistency over time. 365 days in a year, there's always going to be another holiday, another birthday, another vacation, another, you know, school recital. Go do those things. Don't miss out on them. And the other days of the year, you live correctly and your body's going to be thanking you for it. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Mike, you said you look like you got something you want to say real quick. So I can pop. No, well, it's true because some people say I miss the gym and, and they, they make it look like they're end of the world. It's hilarious you say that. Because well, like, oh. exactly, I didn't. I didn't go to the gym today, so they get that flat tire. So what do they do? They slash all the other tires. Well, I'm going to eat like crap, and I'm going to lay on the couch for the next week. And well, I didn't go to the gym this one day, so I'm not going to go the rest of the week. Forget it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's, it's, you know. <laughs> but you know, some people like me. Yeah, me and Mike, we joke because I go at like three three in the morning all the time because I hate sharing weights, and then. The bodybuilders are in there when I get in there, so I still have to share the weights with them, and they seem like they have to take the whole rack. You know, if, you I, look at, if I'm awake at 3 a.m., somebody better be dying. I'm just going to tell you. And it's just, hey, just bad habits that were drawn, you know, drilled into me with my dad being military and then, the, and then you know, doing 30 years in the military. But the thing is, I look at it as my schedule's so busy during the day, is if I don't make time to do my workout – then I won't get it done. I can't, I'm not a person. I can't work out in the afternoon or the evening. It's just not my thing. I don't know why. Me either. At like after five o'clock, don't call me because I'm not going to the gym. Like, well, why don't you train at five or six o'clock? I'm like, because I'm not going to train at five or six o'clock. I just never have. And so I can't adapt. I've tried to adapt to it and I just can't. And then five or six o'clock is not the time I want to go. Anyway, all the people that are just getting off work that can only go then, let them have all the weights. <laughs> or that's their social hour or something. I'm in there to work out and go home. I'm not in there to chit chat. Oh yeah. I just started doing yoga recently and, and I wish I'd have done it young. I mean, in my younger years. So it's kind of starting to help me. I do yoga meditation. So I go in and do that. It's, it's kind of helping. So, you know, I look at everything you do on Instagram, right? So you are an influencer on Instagram right now. And when it comes down to like food prep, um, just laying things out, you know, the, the avocado things that you do with the avocado, good up at the top, you know, all right, we're, we'll go with that. But, you know, as a food, as a person that's an influencer on fitness and, and on Instagram, how has it kind of helped your, your brand or your following now? Well, you know, I always tell people I was doing online coaching before it was cool, before social media was around, you had to, you know, it was word of mouth and then they emailed you, you know, that sort of thing. Or you get like this random, you know, when Facebook was very, not very interfaceable and um, you get a little message there or a poke or whatever it was. And then you'd have to email them. You know, I was doing it long before that. And now everyone seems like they're kind of a coach, but it has helped show that I, I can show my knowledge to so many more people with Instagram, but it does get muddled up, you know, social media does, and you just have to just keep putting yourself out there, which is difficult at times because you are also putting yourself out there for negativity as well. Um, but you just, you just keep going forward because 
you're going to snag that one person that you can help change their life. You know, like I had a client who texted me yesterday who said, I'm so glad I found your program after two months. I put on a pair of jeans that I haven't worn in three years without the extra tug, you know, and she's like, but most of all, I am sleeping more and I have more energy to spend with my time with my kids than I have had in years. That's why I do what I do because I snagged that one woman and I do what I do. You know, I've got a gentleman who um, recently is divorced and is now like feeling so confident in his own skin. You know, he had let himself kind of go, but he's changed a lot and learned a lot. And he's got a slow cooker now and he's learning how to cook his own food and all these things. And he's feeling so good. He, gets, he sends me little videos and he's just like, this is so great. Look at my muscles, you know, and there's not a lot of muscle there yet, but he's getting there and the confidence that he's growing. I love that and getting that from social media. But yeah, I can put out the recipes showing people how they can eat healthier and better and still enjoy all the flavors and things that America likes to push into our heads. Uh, I love doing that. I love putting out little knowledge. I know I put up a little slideshow today about just everybody's like, oh, I'm bloated, I'm bloated and digestion. You know, I put that out there just teaching people how to correct a lot of the things that are happening in their, their lives today due to the world, how it is today. You know, we're always go, 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 go. We don't slow down to eat our foods and do those things. And I try to teach people how to create that balance through my social media. I have so many things in my head, but you have to figure out how it's going to lay out when people actually watch it. Oh yeah. You know, you talk about food preparation and, uh, I, did a, I actually went back and did some data study before me, we had this conversation today. And there was one thing about it is the reason why we didn't deal with a large obesity issue back in the day was one, we prepared food. And then second, in America, we have gotten away from what I call, you know, they use the term organic, whatever. Uh, just getting back to like really clean eating and preparing food and then sitting down and being proportion control. So, I mean, when you're talking to your clients, I think that's one of the biggest issues that you don't have to, when you go out to eat, I always get it to go box. Now I don't, I don't sit there and eat everything. And that is one thing I'll, I'll admit it. I'll look at the appetizer list and I'll say, you know what? I can have this appetizer and I can put a salad and you know, and, and it's, it's worked out because the appetizer is not that big of portions. So everybody's got to come up with their own techniques. So how do you kind of navigate the people that like have those fast paced jobs? Like when I was traveling as a general all the time, you know, I was having to pick and choose really hard what I was going to eat on the road. And sometimes that's difficult. It's very difficult. So there's a couple ways. Well, a couple things you talking about portion control real quick. The plates back in 1960 were an average of eight inches. An average American plate now in 2023 is almost 12 inches. And they fill that food up. So wow. if, if you would just start eating on the normal size plates, portion actually seems so much different to you. You know, if you're eating your normal port, a portion size on a 12 inch plate, it's going to seem like you're not eating much. So then mentally you're already feeling, getting your leptin and your ghrelin, your hunger and satiety hormones off kilter because they're visually seeing something. And that's where your first digestion and stuff starts. So that is one thing, but on all of my client programs, like for lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I give them more of a basic item, which is like X amount of protein, X amount of carbs, X amount of vegetables, you know, just kind of show them that. And I also show them like using their hands, you know, protein, carbs, fats, that sort of thing. So that they know, but I, and then I also teach them and explain because they're just things that people just don't know. You know a lot of people will go out and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to get a salad. Well, 
most salads on restaurant menus now are over 1200 calories. That is true. You're going to be way more satisfied. And they've got about probably 15 to 30 ingredients. And then when you start going through all of the ingredients and chemicals and things in the salad dressing, some salad dressings, just a two ounce serving from a restaurant is over 350 calories, just the salad dressing alone. Wow. That's crazy, right? That's like half of a freaking steak. But (laughs) what are you going to feel more satisfied with, especially for my male clients? If you order a six ounce steak, a small baked potato and a steamed vegetable, if you do that one, that's three whole ingredients, literally just three ingredients. And they're all single ingredient foods. That's going to be way more healthy for you. That's going to be less calories than that salad. And you're going to walk away already feeling more satisfied and fuller for the day because you visually saw something that seemed heartier to you. But your body also is going to slowly digest those properly so much better than the crash and burn of the sugars and all that that was in that salad. Just yeah. you're going to feel that. So I teach my clients those sort of things. And then through some of my little stories on Instagram talking about, you know, you, you think this is healthy, but look at all the added sugar. So here's another option for you. That's the same thing. That's going to be better for you. Lower calories, better protein, you know, that sort of thing. So I try to teach that through my Instagram, but I teach every client in their weekly check-in a little bit of knowledge so that they have something else to take forward. Well, I, you know, I'll tell you, I started counting calories like a month ago and I already saw a change when I talked to my, when I talked to my dietitian. And I saw a big change in um, what I was bringing in as far as intake. Now I did take a break from alcohol for a, a long period of time. I am going to celebrate on my birthday next month, but overall, I, <laughs> overall I've, I've really tried to balance things out because the sugar piece in America or just the sugar piece in general <laughs> in the amount of foods we eat is so high in content now that it's, it's hard to believe that you can't really get something with natural taste because it's all been, you know, fattening up with different kinds of uh, sweeteners and fats, you know, so that, that's a struggle when you go out to eat, you know? It very much so is. And then, you know, a lot of things, first of all, marketing is what kills me. And so I try to explain a lot of that. You know, there could be, there's this brand cereal out there right now that's just basic. And then there's one that's, you know, Okay, so Cheerios, and then there's Cheerios with protein. But the Cheerios with protein, it's actually, it's one gram more of protein than the basic one, but they've also added in three grams more of sugar, and the content is now 30 calories more. But it's also, if you look at the portion size, that where it says serving size, the serving size is less. So you're getting less, only one gram more of protein, but you're intaking more sugar. One gram of protein, that's not worth all of that. So I try to teach people those things. Maybe some marketing buzzwords, which I tell, you know, it's putting food under what they call the health halo, you know, keto. <laughs> keto doesn't mean calorie free. Gluten free doesn't mean calorie free. They're all still calories and while they're calories, but you want to look at the macros and you want to know how to read that nutrition label because something could say fat free, but they've added sugar to it because there are three actual main components of foods just for flavor. You know, you've got your sugar, salt, and fat. And so if it's fat free, they actually add sugar to it. If something is sugar free, they've actually increased the fat to it to balance out the flavor. So you're, You've got to pick and choose what you want. So it's it's a lot oftentimes better 
just go for the two Oreo cookies than the bag of keto cookies that you're going to eat. <laughs> oh, box. Well, because you're going to eat three times more of those thinking that they're keto, you're, you're net carving and you're doing all those sort of things, but right. your body is still craving that real thing that you wanted. So in turn, you've eaten three times more of these keto cookies and then you still go and you eat all the Oreo cookies. But now that you've thought that they were bad for you, you end up eating 10 times more instead of just going and having the two that you should have just had in the beginning. Right, to kill your craving, you know. Uh, like holding back a sneeze, eventually you're going to sneeze. And when it comes out, uh, it's so big because you've been holding it back. Just go and have that one little thing. And now you've saved yourself 500 other calories and you satisfied that craving and you know that foods aren't good or bad. It's just habit. All right, Mike, come on, man. What you got, man? No, nah, I'm just getting educated here. Calories, ketos, judo, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I eat, I don't eat that much, but you know, it's, it's healthy. It's healthy learning, everyone, you know, getting. Everyone says that, well, I don't eat that much. And I'm like, well, what about all the nibbles? The BLTs, the bites, <laughs> and I don't eat, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I cut back on steak. I mean, this is helping me out. You know, I'm working out now, you know. I mean, I don't look like you guys, or you know, I don't get up at three in the morning, but I'm trying, guys. I'm, I'm, trying. In the morning. I'm with you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, y'all punishing me, man. That's all cool, man. That's all cool. Hey, so it's better to eat on the outer ring of the rest when you go into the grocery store, hit the outer ring instead of the inner ring, is what you're saying. 90% of the time, it totally is, but you guys still got to watch out for some of those hidden things that they've got over there on the outside in that dairy aisle nowadays. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, you know, as, as, as we get up in age and you were, you, you hit on a key point when we first started talking about, you know, people's talking about their bodies breaking down. And so it's going to lead to like two questions. So I'll ask the first one is when you, you're dealing with the mindset as you're getting older, you need to, you, as a progression, how do you work with your clients to get them if they've been stagnant for like 10 years or 20 years and now they went from being like 25 to 40 really not getting involved in their fitness and being able because their metabolism was burning, they were eating whatever they want. Now they've hit the wall at 40 or hit the wall at 50. And now they're starting to see that love handles and all that. How do you work with them psychologically? Because sometimes that's a psychological burden for some people. It's very much so that. So I get them to look at like non-scale victories, you know, how you're feeling. You're all of a sudden getting more energy. You're doing these sort of things. Focus on that. Focus on Go to the gym to be strong, not to burn calories, you know, do those sort of things because it all balances out. But I also teach them, you know, I'm like, okay, now that we're older, you need more rest. You can't just go, 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 trying to kill yourself with cardio and lifting weights and doing all those things. If you don't rest and recover, your body won't recover your metabolism, your hormonal processes, things like that. But so I get them focusing on things that they don't think about rest stress bring down your stress levels as we get older we seem to stress ourselves out way more over a lot of crazy things i mean i think i'm i'm not actually a high stress person i just i'm like all right just let it roll off if it's not going to matter in 10 minutes it's not going to matter you know uh, you're talking to mike right now so keep preaching i'm serious like if it's i tell my kids if it's not going to matter in five minutes or five days or five years then don't let it bother you you know, and I just don't do that. But so many people like they'll one little thing and they get fixated on it, it stresses them out or their work is stressing them out. And I'm like, yep. okay, is that going to matter tomorrow? You know, those sort of things. So calm yourself down, lower your stress, rest a little bit more. Your body's going to want to function better for you. And then a lot of people, as they get older, it's like they want to drink alcohol a lot more and they want to eat less food, but it's really 
a little less alcohol because our body doesn't want to metabolize it as well as it used to. Lift, move your body every day, even if it's just walking um, and that's all you had time for. Get some sleep in. You're going to feel so much better. And then if you just nourish your body the right way, everything's going to work out in the end. It's just not going to happen overnight. It's not a fad diet. It's not a fad fix. Fad, fads are there for a reason. Just like bell bottoms, they're fads because no one, wants to do it. no one wants to do it for the rest of their lives. And it's not sustainable. Um, not, to bring, not to bring the 70s clothing back. Well, and people are always like, well, I'm going to go back to that diet because it worked for me. I'm like, well, it didn't work for you because you have to go back to it. It didn't teach you any lifestyle habits or anything that you could just do consistently. So let's just focus on the little things that you can do consistently. And in a year, you're going to feel better and look different. In another year, you're going to feel better and look different. It's not going to happen overnight. And in this world, it's hard to change people's mindset about things are not immediate, you know, right there going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the <laughs> we're just the Googling and finding it out right away. Well, I stopped. One thing I have stopped doing, I used to go get on the scale and say, OK, I got to lose 10 pounds. I got to lose 20 pounds. The thing now that I do now is I was work out and I give everything I got. And every day I, and then, you know, I'll hit the scale like every five months. I won't even look at the scale and, the, and my weight goes down. But the thing was, I used to get so obsessed with being on the scale because the military was always about our tape test. That it became a, it became a major problem mentally that if you didn't, you weren't at like 205 or you weren't at like 210, you would literally stress your hell out. And it actually put on weight because you're stressing out. So, you know, it was one of the, the modifications. And my body weight and I'm like, body, body weight and body fat are two different things. And you just want to go by what you look like, you know, what your measurements are. Get your belly weight, you know, be belly measurements down, do that sort of thing. Because body fat coming off is completely different than body weight coming off. Right. You and we just make the argument. Muscle is what we want to keep and grow because muscle burns fat. Right. And you we know. used to have the argument about people that were from Samoa, you know, they were big guys and they're like, oh, they're not mate, mate and tape. Dude, their body, their body style yeah, is not conducive. And the BMI hasn't been changed since the 1940s. For exactly. The and I actually have quite a few um, military clients and um, like first responders. And they're like, well, I have to be able to do this, this and this, but my weight has to be this. And it's, it's still to this day frustrates me because some of them are. I have two of them that are pretty good bodybuilders. Right. Um, most of my clients are just, you know, everyday lifestyle clients, but they're pretty good bodybuilders. So they have a lot of muscle mass and it's like, they're not going to make weight because of the way. They're they not gonna make, yeah. They're not going to make they're weight. They're literally fitter than these other people who have no muscle mass at all and have, you know, fatty liver disease and all these things going on. But they're, you know, my guy that's muscular, in shape, eats right every freaking day, except for- He's not know. making tape, right. He's not making tape. And I saw it in the military. I saw someone with 28% body fat, 26% body fat, past tape. And I'm looking at this person going, what? But that's the system they got in place and they, they, they have yet to modify that system. So I understand their stress level. Crazy, crazy. But all right, so, in the end, we need to do what's best for our body and hope it all works out. But yeah, stress, sleep, nutrition- lift weights, lift to be strong. Ladies, stop lifting to be toned, lift to be strong. You're not going to get bulky. I'm actually a small girl. I've let a little bit of my muscle come down over these years. And um, people are like, you know, 
well, you're so fit. You're so this. Yeah, let's see the guns, man. Can we see the guns? Let's see the guns. I don't even do arms, but. Ah, that's what we talking about. <laughs> All right, so Jenny, if you had to give any advice for in the, the next ten seconds here, what advice would you give to anybody in the, you know the out there that would think about lifting weights or you know getting in the fitness kit? What would you get? What advice would you give? Go lift weights. Start small. <laughs> no, start small. Don't try to change your life overnight. Um, it's all about building small habits. That's why New Year's resolutioners fail. If you don't build in, just do one habit for about a month, build that in, go one day a week, commit to yourself one day a week of lifting weights. And you may not know what to eat, but you know what not to eat. Start there for that month and you'll see big changes in your body, which are only going to lead you into creating one more new habit. All right. So if somebody wants to get in contact with you, do they jump on your Instagram and get with you? What's the quickest way to get a hold of you if they want to get your services? The fastest way is by my email um, because I see it there. Info at jenniferstrobo.com. That's Jennifer with a G. Don't forget. And um, or Instagram. Yes, I see them. I do get a lot of DMs. I always answer every DM within 24 hours. Instagram. It's Jenny D. G-E-N-N-I-D. My dad always called me Jenny, so that's just where it is. Um, he was the deputy um, deputy killed in the line of duty 10 years ago. So I oh, went with sorry Jenny to hear that. An ode to my dad. So it's G-E-N-N-I-D on Instagram. Check it out. Follow me. Watch some of the videos. Just educate yourself, even if you don't want to reach out. That's totally great. Hopefully, I can help you with something there. All right. All right. Mike, you got anything before we roll out of here, brother? It was great meeting you. I mean, we're neighbors. I live in that area, too, but... You motivate me. Grocery store would be now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to change my diet, guys. I mean, that's, you know, that's true. Hey, on my counter yeah. right now, there's a bunch of vegetables, but there's two new cookies that I can't wait to try. So, and they're made by Pillsbury. So they're not like, they're not keto cookies, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about balance. That, that is true, life balance. Hey, it's been a great pleasure having you on. Most blessing, I'll be in contact with you so we can kind of talk about that media thing that we talked about before the show started. Too easy. And with that being said, always we tell all our guests that come on, keep it. Roll!